Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Will coming to you from the podcast with Will. This is a special Halloween edition, I guess. <clears throat> I'm in Cape Coral, Florida right now. Down here because of Hurricane Ian. Alright. So let's talk about what's going on first. The midterm elections are coming up. A lot of tight governor's races are up for grabs. You know, some several states like Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, various other states. A lot of contested, you know, close Senate races in several states. Florida, Texas, you know, pretty much almost everywhere. I think there's probably like some kind of race. House of Representative races and all that stuff. So President Biden said that, I guess, Haiti, the Haitian government asked for help because they got a gangs are just, I guess, overrunning that place. They asked for help from the U.S. President Biden said that the U.S. will not go at it alone. Russia, a few weeks ago, had an insider, I guess, shooting where 11 were killed, 15 were wounded at a recruiting center. There were two shooters. So that happened. Russia and Ukraine still going on. They're still fighting over there. There were, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma there were four men that went missing. And like earlier this month, they were found all four men in a in the river. They had been shot and dismembered. The guy, the main suspect, was a local, just a scrapyard owner, where their phones are pinged at in his yard. Who apparently was a felon who had already shot somebody, and that's why he was a felon, so he wasn't allowed to have a firearm. He apparently stole a car. In Morris, Oklahoma, from Oklahoma, again, fled the, I guess, was caught in Daytona Beach area of Florida. So, with that going on in Oklahoma, there was a murder suicide in Broken Arrow. It's really sad because I guess the husband killed his wife and his children, ranging, ranging from ages 13 to 1. So, and that's pretty sad. I mean, honestly, I don't see how anyone could ever hurt children like that. Just think if you feel like the world's that bad or you're that dark of a place, just, you know, don't kill your family. They don't, they deserve a shot at a life. I mean, especially your kids. That's, especially your kids, that's just messed up. see what else oh Elon Musk bought Twitter and fired like several like three or four like uh, key people I guess like the, the Twitter I guess they would be key Twitter leadership and like the warrior and stuff or like their council fired them so there's gonna be some layoffs said that he was basically he's going to try to make the platform not like I guess not as politically biased as it normally is or or it has or it has been he said he's going to do that so some celebrities like most of them I had never heard of said they were going to leave Twitter like just because I didn't heard of them doesn't mean anything Mick Foley was the only one really that left Twitter that I think I knew of he was a wrestler back in like the Attitude area, attitude area of WWE. So, 
He was known as Mankind. But that's it. I mean, let's see, college football season is in full swing. The World Series is going on. The Astros and Phillies are tied 1-1. We have high school football over uh, my Kawita Tigers, my alma mater. They're the number one team in Class 5A, undefeated district champs right now. Got a big victory last weekend, 18-17 over Dale City. The Lady Tiger softball team finished runner-up in state. Congrats to them for that. I mean... Let's see what else. I mean, I'm probably missing stuff, but, you know. Let's go with sports. I mean, we can go for some football. Last week's games, you had... That's ours. Top 25 goes North Carolina State, survived Virginia Tech, 22-21. NC State's wait. NC State's ranked number 21. They won 22 to 21. Number 12 Utah beat Washington State, 21-17. Then you had unranked Notre Dame, who I predicted go predicted to go 12 0 this year. Beat number 22 Syracuse 41 to 24. You had number two Ohio State. Beat number 16 Penn State 44-31. Penn State led for most all that game until the fourth quarter. They gave up 28 unanswered points. Then you had number seven TCU beating West Virginia 41-31. You had number 13 Kansas State beat number 18 Oklahoma State 48 to now, actually, I think this is the new rankings because I'm fairly certain Oklahoma State was ranked in the top 10 before they got shut out. 48 nothing by K-State. Actually, I think they were the first top 10 team to get beat by that amount or something like that. Kansas State, they have gave Mike Gundy some of his worst losses as an Oklahoma State head coach in his tenure there. Oh, well, Auburn, speaking of college football, before we finish the scores, Auburn fired uh, Coach Brian Harson. They fired him. So, that happened. Then let's see. Cincinnati would lose the number 25 UCF. 25 to 21. Number 8 Oregon would roll to a 42-24 victory over Cal. Number 20 Wake Forest would fall to Louisville. 48 to 21. Number 1 Georgia would beat Florida in the low. In Jacksonville at the world's largest cocktail party. 42 to 20. Number 14, Illinois, would beat Nebraska 26-9. And then number 2, Tennessee, fresh off their victory over Alabama last week, would win 44-6 over Kentucky. Then number 9, USC, would beat Arizona 45-37, which I think was Caleb Williams' best game of the year so far. Then you had Michigan State getting beat by number 4, Michigan 29-7. Then we have... Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, the king of the trolls. As far as coaches go, he's hilarious. Ole Miss would beat Texas A&M and Jumbo Fisher 31-28. And then you have number 17, UNC, beating Pittsburgh 42-24. And then number 10, UCLA, beating Stanford 38-13. And the games coming up next week are number 24, Oregon State versus Washington. That's on Friday. Then you have on this is top twenty-five games only, I believe. Then you have on the 
Saturday the 5th, you have number 2, Ohio State versus Northwestern. Then you have number 17, UNC versus Virginia. If you don't know, UNC is University of North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Then you have Texas Tech at number 7, TCU. You have number 19, Tulane at Tulsa. Then you have 25, UCF at Memphis, or reverse Memphis. I don't know if they're at Tulsa. Not sure who the home teams are in these games. So you have Tulane versus Tulsa, UCF versus Memphis. Two uh, American Athletic Conference teams ranked. Then you have number 18, Oklahoma State versus Kansas. Kansas is, I think, got five or six wins. So that's good for them. Then you got number 16, Penn State versus Indiana. Number 22, Syracuse versus Pittsburgh. And then you have the big game. Saturday at 3, or Saturday, November 5th at 3.30. You have number 2, Tennessee versus number 1, Georgia. For the SEC East and basically the driver's seat to the SEC Championship game and the playoffs. Then you'll have, and that is, that is at Georgia, I think. That game is actually at Georgia. Then you have... Michigan State versus Illinois, number 14, 14th ranked Illinois. You have number 8, Oregon versus Colorado. Number 23, Liberty versus Arkansas. Texas versus Kansas, number 13, Kansas State. You got number 6, Alabama versus number 15, LSU. You got number 5, Clemson versus Notre Dame. You got number 4, Michigan versus Rutgers. And you got Arizona versus number twelve Utah. Arizona's got four or five wins, three wins. They've got they've improved over last year, so they're not the team to sleep on. Although I had Utah going undefeated and making the playoffs. Then you got about a top twenty teams in the ACC and number twenty Wake Forest versus NC State. And you got Cal versus number nine USC and number ten UCLA versus Arizona State, who fired their coach Herm Edwards. Okay, now let's go. I'm gonna look at the. Let's go look at the top 25 real fast. And the AP top 25 looks like this. Georgia is sitting there at number one, eight and zero. Ohio State is 2, they're 8 no. Tennessee is 3, they're 8 no. And this is the AP top 25. Yep, Michigan at 4, they're 8 no. Clemson at 5, they're 8 no. So if the playoffs have, well, Michigan, Ohio State, and Tennessee, they play each other. So Clemson, you're sitting there at 8 no. They're sitting kind of pretty because Michigan and Ohio State and Tennessee and Georgia will play each other. So somehow those teams could get eliminated. Then Alabama is sitting there at five, six. They're seven to one. They will play most likely if they win out. Win the SEC West. They will play Georgia or Tennessee winner, barring some kind of upset. And then you got seven TCU. They're undefeated. Or it's TCU's eight no. They have to win out and go undefeated 13-0, win the Big 12 to have a shot at the playoffs. You have Oregon at number 8, they're 7-1, followed by USC at 9, they're 
then UCLA at 10, they're 7-1. They're all in the Pac-12. So they'll, some of them will eliminate each other. They all have one loss, so USC and UCLA will play each other. Then Oregon will play one of them probably in a cha conference championship. So you have that. Then you had Ole Miss. They're sitting there at 8-1. and Team Alabama. So they have a shot at the playoffs if they win the SEC. You got Utah sitting there at 6-2 and two and number 12. Ole Miss is 11, by the way. Kansas State, they're 13th and 6-2. and two. Illinois is 14, they're 7-1. and one. They could be the team that comes out of the uh, Big Ten West. Now, will they beat Ohio State and Michigan in the championship game? I don't know. It's possible. You got L LSU at 15, they're 6-2. and two. Penn State, 16, they're 6-2. and two. UNC 17, they're 7 1. Oklahoma State's 18, they're 6 and 2. You got Tulane at 19, they're 7 1. You got Wake Forest at 20, they're 6 and 2. NC State 21, 6 and 2, they're 6 and 2. Syracuse is 22, they're 6 and 2. So that's three ACC schools right there. You got Liberty, they're an independent, they're 23rd. Ranked, they are seven and one. They are coached by Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coach. You got Oregon State at twenty-four. They're six and two, and you got UCF twenty-five. They're six and two. If we go to conference standings, I mean, in conference standings, you got the. Uh, AAC, they don't have the divisions anymore. Because UConn left, I believe. They have Tulane's sitting on top of that league at 4 now. UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston are all tied at 3 and 1. Cincinnati and UCF both are 6 and 2 overall. Houston, 5 and 3. Then you got East Carolina, they're 3 and 2. And 6 and 3, they're actually below eligible. Houston still needs a win to get below eligible. You got SMU at two and two. They're four and four. Navy's three and three and three and five overall. They need three more wins to get bowl eligibility. You got Memphis at two and three. They're four and four. Tulsa, they're one and three overall and three and five or one and three in conference play and three and five overall. Man, Tulsa need you to do better. Temple's zero and four and two and six. And South Florida, they're zero and four and one and seven. The ACC, Clemson. Clemson is on top of the Atlantic. They're six and zero. Syracuse is three and one. You got Wake Forest, NC State tied at two and two, and then Louisville, Florida State at three and three. Boston College was my surprise team. I actually had them going ten and two. I thought they might go ten and two. They're one and four. And you look at it, Clemson's is like 8-0, and you got Syracuse, NC State, and Wake Forest all with six wins, 6-2. Six and two. Louisville, Florida State are 5-3. They need, they both need one win to get the bowl eligibility. You got Boston College at 2-6. and six. Then in the uh, Coastal, 
The ACC Tulsa at UNC at top of that division. Four zero. Duke Miami are both two and two. And Duke is five and three, and Miami is four and four. So they need need wins to get eligibility. Bowl eligible for those two teams. Georgia Tech is two and three. They're three and five. You got Pittsburgh at one and three and four and four. And then Virginia Virginia Tech both tied at the bottom of the coastal at one and four records. Virginia three and five and Tech at two and six. And then you got the big twelve. TCU leads the conference at five and zero and eight and zero overall. Kansas State's four and one and six and two. Then you have Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas, all tied at three and two. OSU is six and two. Baylor and Texas are five and three. Then you got Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas Tech, all tied with two and three records. Oklahoma and Kansas are both five and three, and so is Baylor. Baylor is five and three as well. And then Texas Tech is four and four. You got West Virginia at one and four and three and five, and Iowa State at zero oh and five and three and five. Then let's go to the Big Ten. Get the East and the West. We have Michigan at five and zero oh and eight zero, and Ohio State also five and zero oh and eight zero. So they will both play each other at the end of the year to decide who wins that. We're most likely to decide who wins that division. Then you got Maryland and Penn State both at three and two and six and two overall. Then Rutgers, Indiana, and Michigan State are all tied at one and four. With Rutgers being four and four and Indiana and Michigan State both being three and five. Then we go down to the West. Illinois is four and one and seven and one and leading in that division. Then you got Purdue at three and two and five and three, and then you got Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska all tied at two and three. With Wisconsin and Iowa both four and four, and Minnesota at five and three, and Nebraska at three and five. And then you got Northwestern in the you know last in that division at one and four and one and seven. So they're already out of bowl consideration. And then if we look at the independent schools, they don't have a conference. Liberty seven and one, Notre Dame's five and three, BYU, Connecticut are both four and five, Army is three and four, New Mexico State is three and five, and UMass is one and seven. I'm a little disappointed in Army and BYU and Notre Dame. I thought they would all do better. The Mountain West. You have Fresno State and San Jose State tied top the West, the Mountain West Western Division, because they have the Mountain Division and the West Division. So Fresno State is and San Jose State are both three and one. Fresno State is four and four, and San Jose State is five and two. Then you got San Diego State and UNLV both tied at two and two and four and four overall. Then Hawaii. It's one and three and two and seven, and then Nevada's zero oh and five and two and seven. Then we go down here to the mountain. You get Boise State at five and zero, oh, six and two. Then Wyoming's four and one and six and three. Then you get 
Utah State and Colorado State both tied at two and two, with Utah State being three and five and Colorado State being two and six. Then Air Force is two and three and five and three. Then you got New Mexico at 0 and 4 and 2 and 6. Then let's go to the Pac 12. No, it's not showing the Pac 12 standings. Showing the SEC standings, you'll see the Eastern Division is Georgia's 5 and 0 and 8 and 0. Then I guess it's like a half a game would be Tennessee's 4 and 0 and 8 now. And you got Missouri, South Carolina, and Kentucky all tied at 2 and 3, with Missouri being 4 and 4. South Carolina and Kentucky being five and three. Then you got Florida at one and four and four and four, and then Vanderbilt rounding out the bottom of the SEC East, going zero and four and three and five. Then let's go to the SEC West. You got Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss all tied atop the Western Division with four and one records. Alabama seven and one overall, LSU six and two, and Ole Miss is eight and one. Then you got Mississippi State and Arkansas, both at two and three and five and three overall. And then we got rounding out the bottom of the West, Texas A&M, that top five number one recruiting class, I believe, and Auburn, both at one and four and three and five. Auburn's coach got fired. That's interesting. Then if we look at the Sun Belt, they have Group A and Group B. Sun Belt's had some interesting teams. So look at their record. You got Coastal Carolina at four and one and seven and one. Then you got James Madison, newly up the D1, three and two and five and two. You got App State, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern and Old Dominion all tied at two and two. App State's five and three overall. Georgia State and Georgia Southern, or Georgia State is three and five. Georgia Southern's five and three. Old Dominion is three and five. You run out the bottom of Group A for the Sun Belt is Marshall at one and three and four and four. Marshall who beat Notre Dame. Thought that would have propelled them to an undefeated, you know, non power five season. Then let's go look at Group B. You got Troy, top standings, four and one and six and two. Then tied for second, I guess, would be South Alabama and Southern Miss, both at three and one. South Alabama six and two. Southern Miss is five and three. Then you got Louisiana at two and three and four and four. And Louisiana used to be like Louisiana Lafayette, pretty much. And then you got Texas State and Louisiana Monroe tied at one and three. They're three and five and two and six. And then Arkansas State rounding out the bottom of the conference. They're one and five and two and seven overall. So you know, there's that. So. Auburn's coach is gone. And it's Halloween night right now, so kids are out there trick or, tr trick or treating and whatnot. Let's get, uh, see what else we got going on. The World Series is on right now. Should be going on any minute now. It should already be on. I think it's tonight. I know the World Series Game 3 is tomorrow night. It's Tuesday. My bad. Game 3 was postponed. Alright. So it'll be tomorrow at 8.03. Alright.
Let's get some NFL news. Let's look at some standings in the NFL. Shall we? Let's go with the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are atop the division. No surprise there. It's six and one. The Jets, so surprising five and three. Miami Dolphins are five and three as well. The Patriots are four and four. They had uh, Mac Jones was hurt for a while. Bailey Zappi came in and played after Brian Hoyer got hurt. Did a pretty good job. Now they kind of have a quarterback controversy going on in New England. Tua was, I think, got injured. That's like pretty much his biggest problem. Zach Wilson inconsistent been inconsistent so that's all I have for the East the Bills still look like the team to beat in the AFC let's go to the West the Chiefs are 5-2 and two. They're, the, they're the Chiefs you know Patrick McCombs is doing his thing the Chargers at 4-3 and three. Justin Herbert and the crew they they'll probably figure things out then you got the Broncos at 3-5 and five. Russell Wilson and them have looked horrible But they did win yesterday, so they also were beating Jacksonville, so there's that. The Raiders are two and five. I'll go over the scores after I go over the standings. And you got in the north. The Ravens are five and three, the Bengals are four and three, Browns are two and five, and the Steelers are two and six. Ravens got Wokon Smith from the Bears in a trade, so that should help them out. The Bengals look like they're kind of getting their groove and healthy, so they might start winning. And the Browns, well, I guess their hope is that they don't have a losing record, that they can still have a shot at winning the division when Deshaun Watson comes off his suspension. He's practicing with the team. And the Steelers, they're starting a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett, and he's, he's made some rookie mistakes. This could potentially be Mike Tomlin's first losing season of his career as a coach. So I don't think he's getting fired or even on the hot seat. I think they didn't waste a draft pick on Pickett. I think he's playing like a rookie. Not every rookie quarterback's going to go out there and light it up. In the old days of the NFL, in fact, rookie quarterbacks would make mistakes or would not play early. Then let's look at the AFC South and the Tennessee Titans are top of that at five and two, followed by the Colts at three, four and one, who benched Matt Ryan and went with six round draft pick. Fifth or sixth round draft pick, Sam Ellinger from Texas is a starting quarterback. Jacksonville's two and six, but they've shown improvement. Then you got the Houston Texans at one, five and one. Man, I like Levy Smith as a coach, you know, so I hope he still gets to coach the team next year. And Derrick Henry loves playing the Texans. He's got six 200-yard games and two-plus touchdowns, which is tied for the NFL NFL history for, like, all-time tops. But four of those games, I believe, have been against the Texans. So that's crazy. Now let's go with the NFC. The NFC East. You have the Cal- the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles at 7-0. Let me be honest with you, I think I had them going 12-5 and five or 11-6 and six and winning the division. Then you have the Cowboys and Giants tied at 6-2, and two, which in my early football predictions, which I didn't podcast, I know I said it would, I just got busy and didn't do it, forgot to do it. But 
I had the Cowboys and the Giants finishing with identical 10 and 7 records. Then the Washington Commanders are right there at 500 at 4 and 4. Then let's go down to NFC West and the team that I had going like 4 and 13. Which, by the way, they'll still finish. If they lose the rest of their games, they'll still finish one win better than I thought they would. CL Seahawks and Geno Smith are 5 and 3, leading the West. Samsung 49ers are 4 and 4. They acquired Christian McCaffrey in a trade from the uh, Carolina Panthers. Then you have the Rams, at super, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, at 3 and 4. Then you have the Arizona Cardinals at 3 and 5. Now, Arizona is one of those teams to look out, watch out for, for if they don't, if they have a bad year and they decide to part ways with Cliff Kingsbury. That's one of the jobs I think Wink and Riley might leave USC for in the NFL. Would be Arizona. I mean, as far as teams that would, you know, I mean, the NFL job would be next for Lincoln, but I think Arizona could be one that he'd leave. Which, again, would open up the USC job, and USC is one of two jobs in college that I think Urban Meyer would come out of retirement for. The other one is Texas, and then USC. I mean, and that's like if they opened up now. We're not talking down the road, because there are other jobs down the road that he might look at, like Notre Dame and Miami, but I think they both have the right coaches. So that's that'll be one to look at. And then let's go in the NFC North here. The Vikings at six and one, followed by the Packers and Bears tied at three and five each. Justin Fields has played really good of late. He's been playing playing better. The Vikings are doing well. Packers they've struggled. And then you got the Lions at one and six. They started off looking really good, even though they lost some games. And then they've kind of Jared Goff looked like a solid quarterback, and now. They're not playing well at all. And then in the NFC South, you have the Atlanta Falcons, 4-4, four four, first place in the division, led by Marcus Mariota. Then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are tied with the Saints at 3-5 and five in the division. Now, obviously, there's injuries for the Bucs that they're aligned and stuff. Receivers dropping a lot of passes. Tom Brady dealing with personal stuff. The Saints, Jameis got hurt. Andy Dalton's played like Andy Dalton. Okay at times. And the Carolina Panthers are 2-6. and six. They've struggled with all their quarterbacks. Sam Darnold got hurt, so obviously Baker was the starter. And Philip Walker. Philip Walker, yeah. It's a backup. Or, yeah, it's Philip Walker. He's played alright. They're 2-6, and six, though. They would have won. They would have won the game against the uh, Falcons this, yesterday. Had DJ Moore not celebrated his touchdown a little too took off his helmet. They had a kick the extra point would have been kicked and they would have won by one. So they're going into overtime and losing. And PJ Walker, that's it, not Phil. PJ Walker. They, they, they would have been tied with the there would have been a three way tie for first place in the South. Alright, let's let's look at some of those games. We'll look at the games from last week and the games on tap. All right, right now the Bengals and Browns are playing on Monday Night Football. There's no score. Let's look at the Week 18 games. Our Week 8 games. The Ravens beat Tampa Bay 27-22. You have the 
Broncos beating the Jaguars 21-17. Dolphins beating the Lions 31-27. At some point, you got to win those close games. You got the Falcons beating the Panthers 37-34 in overtime, which had DJ Moore not celebrated and took his helmet off. They wouldn't attempt to had attempt a 48-yard extra point, and then lost in overtime. Then you got the Cardinals losing to the Vikings 34-26. Bears losing to the Cowboys 49-29. Saints beating the Raiders 24-0. Eagles beating the Steelers 35 to 17 or 13. Patriots beating the Jets 22-17. You have the Titans beating the Texans 17-10. Seahawks beating the Giants 27-13. Commanders beating the Colts 17-16. 49ers beating the Rams 31-14 and Bills beating the Packers 27-17. Then our week 9 games are like I said, the Bengals and Browns are going on right now. You have Eagles-Texans on Thursday, November 3rd. That's a Thursday night game, obviously. Then you have the Colts-Patriots on Sun. Colts-Patriots, Packers-Lions, Chargers-Falcons, Bills-Jets, Vikings-Commanders, which I think they should still be the Washington Redskins, but that's just me. You got... Panthers, Bengals, Raiders, Jaguars, Dolphins, Bears, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, Buccaneers, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Saints, and then yeah, Ravens, Saints is the Monday night game. All right, well, let's see. I'm gonna make some picks on these games right now for Week Nine. Eagles, Texans, gonna go with the Eagles. Patriots, Colts, gonna go with the Pats. Packers, Lions. I think the Lions could get a W. Chargers, Falcons, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Bills, Jets, go Bills. Vikings, Commanders, going with the Vikings. Until they change their name back to the Redskins. Panthers, Bengals, Bengals. Raiders, Jaguars, go with the Jags. Dolphins, Bears. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Seahawks, Cardinals, going with the Seahawks. Rams, Buccaneers. I'm going to go with Tom Brady to bounce back. Titans, Chiefs. I'm going to go with the go with the, uh, well, Ryan Tannehill's hurt. I think Derrick Henry could take over that game, so I'm going to go with the Titans. Ravens Saints, I'm going to go with the Ravens. That's my picks for those games. Let's look at what college has going on next week. football schedule. Let's see what we got for the top 25. Oh, you already, I think I already mentioned those games. Oregon State, Washington. I'm going to go with uh, Oregon State. Ohio State, Northwestern, Ohio State, UNC, Virginia, UNC, Texas Tech, TCU, TCU. Tulane, Tulsa. I'm going to go with Tulsa. UCF, Memphis. Going to go with UCF. Oklahoma State, Kansas, going to go with Oklahoma. Penn State, Indiana, going to go with Penn State to bounce back after two straight losses, I believe. Two of the big boys of the Big Ten, Ohio State and Michigan. Syracuse, Pittsburgh, going to go with Syracuse to bounce back. 
Tennessee, Georgia. It's at Georgia. I'm going to go with Georgia. Michigan State at Illinois. I'm going to go with Illinois. Oregon at Colorado. I'm going to go with Oregon. Liberty at Arkansas. I'm going to go with Arkansas. Texas at Kansas State. Going with K-State. Alabama at LSU. Going with Alabama. Notre Dame Clemson. Going with Notre Dame for the upset. Michigan Rutgers. Going with Michigan. Arizona Utah. I'm going to go with Arizona to get the upset. Wake Forest, NC State, going to go with Wake Forest. Cal, USC, I'm going to go with USC. Arizona State, UCLA, going with UCLA. So let's see what else we can talk about. Oh, if anyone ever read, I mean, you're my age, you probably read, like, Fear Street, R.L. Stein books. If you're in that age group, well, apparently Netflix has a couple of Fear Street, like, R.L. Stein, like, based... TV shows, or like, you say they're shows, like, or mini series or whatever. It's like three episodes, like movies or whatever. So, that's interesting. It's pretty cool. And, was it today's Halloween? So, three days ago, October 28th, was my 20 years, 20 years to that day. I had went and joined the Marine Corps. Or I went to, or no, I didn't join. I went to boot camp and arrived at the Yellow Footprints in MCRD San Diego. Alright, MCRD San Diego. I stepped on the Yellow Footprints. Our pickup for training day one, I believe, was November 1st. Platoon 3137, Kilo Company. Senior drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Banky. Drill instructor, Staff Sergeant Pimentel. He was our J-Belt. Then we had our Bulldog, Drill Instructor Seth Sergeant Mendoza, and our other, our, I think he was our other Bulldog or Kill Hat, Drill Instructor Seth Sergeant Layton. But I believe he was like the new Drill Instructor to the cycle, the rookie. So like, he was like learning from the other four. Because he would eventually become like a senior Drill Instructor. And there's that. And then also, November 10th is coming up, the Marine Corps birthday. Which sucks that I'm out here, Florida working. Well, I thought I live in Florida. Well, it doesn't suck I live in Florida. Panhandle's awesome. But I won't be able to go to the Marines Tahlequah's birthday uh, dinner, which is awesome. Which, by the way, if you're a Marine, anywhere within not that far of driving distance from Tahlequah, Oklahoma, look them up on social media. I think Facebook, Marines of Tahlequah. Go to the, and then, you know, Show up, you know, celebrate the, the birth of our beloved Marine Corps. So, oh yeah, the NBA started, by the way. And we can look at their conference standings. You got the Bucks at 5-0. and Cleveland is 5-1. and The Cavs, Celtics are 4-2. Hawks are 4-2. Knicks are three and three, Wizards are three and three, Raptors are three and three, Hornets are three and three. By the way, basically I think it's like eight teams out of each division make the playoff. Well, no, they had to play in and stuff like that now. You have the 76ers and three and four of the Bulls and Pacers are also three and four. The Heat are two and five as are the Pistons at two and five. The Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and 
Ben Simmons are one in five. The Magic are one in six. Let's go to the West. The Trailblazers are five and one. The Suns are five and one. Spurs are five and two. Jazz are five and two. Pelicans are four and two. Big Z's back and playing and healthy. The Grizzlies are four and two. Timberwolves and Nuggets are four and three. My Oklahoma City Thunder are three and three. Along with the Dallas Mavericks at three and three. The Warriors are the defending champs are three and four. The Clippers are two and four. Kings are one and four. Lakers are one and five, and the Houston Rockets are one and six. But you gotta remember this is early in the season, so do these rankings really standings really count? It's kinda like baseball. Basketball plays eighty-two games, so don't really I don't really know if that'll be bad or not. I mean, or if the bottom feeding teams will the teams that are like down at the bottom will stay there. I mean, I mean, you would think the Lakers will be like five and one with Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, but they are not. The Clippers still have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They're two and four. So it's just interesting. Anyhow. This is my Halloween edition. So happy Halloween everyone. Have fun. Hopefully kids and everyone has safe trick-or-treating. It's plenty of candy, good candy and all that. And you know. So have a good have a good day. Or a good night, and I guess good day tomorrow. It's November 1st. And that is all I have for tonight. So for all the five people that listen, thank you. And have a good night.